0: Good morning. Today is Friday, September the 29th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the third quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called Ephesians, and this morning we're finishing lesson number 14, and also we're finishing the study guide. The reading for today is called Further Thought. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this preparation day that you've given us, a day in which we can prepare to meet you this Sabbath or on Sabbath. We ask you, Lord, to please help us to get ready for your Sabbath as it comes this evening. And we ask you also to send us your Holy Spirit as we study this Bible study guide. In Jesus' name, amen. We conclude by reflecting on Ephesians 6, where we discover that we, the church, are the peace-waging army of God. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bondservants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering the service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or free. Masters, do the same thing and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. Finally, Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me, and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychius, the beloved brother and faithful minister of the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with, grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ, with love incorruptible. In Ephesians, Paul has portrayed the church as the body of Christ, as God's temple, and as the bride wife of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10-20, through 20, which were some of the verses we read here, Paul describes the church as God's army and offers a vigorous call to arms. It is a passage that offers much benefit and risks misunderstanding. We could misunderstand Paul's words as a call to take up military weapons or to be combative in our relationship with others. Paul, though, has been emphasizing unity, edifying speech, tender heartedness. He describes God's good news as the gospel of peace. Through this vivid military metaphor, the church is not exhorted to wage war in the traditional sense. Rather, we are to wage peace in the spiritual battle against evil. Paul steps onto the battlefield of the great controversy and calls us to enlist in God's army. We should do so with a realistic assessment of the enemy in view, since it will never do to underestimate the forces arrayed against us. We don't confront just human enemies, but spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, led by a wily general, the devil. However, we need not be daunted by our enemies. God is present with us in battle, and has supplied us with the finest weaponry, his own armor, the armor of God. He is placed at our disposal truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the Spirit. With God going on before us, and our being equipped from head to toe in the armor He has supplied, we cannot fail. Victory is assured. And now we have two questions to end the lesson. First, though we are not saved by our works, What does Paul mean when he writes that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them? What then is the purpose of our good works? So this is absolutely true. We are not saved by works. Are works important? And the answer is works are very important. Why? Well, they're not important for salvation. We are not saved by works. They're very important because works is what God wants us to do. We were created for good works. God created us to do good, not to do evil. That's works. He created us to love others, not to hate. That's also works uh, because love is manifested in our works. He created to be obedient, not to be disobedient. That's also works. So he created us to do all these works but those are not what saves us what saves us is not our works so works are not important for salvation but they are important because that's what god created us for what's the purpose of our good works so our good works has many purposes i believe one of those purposes is, is uh, to do what god you know wants us to do he created us for good works if we do good works that's um, that's what he created us to do uh, another reason for our good works, is to maintain a good relationship with Jesus. And let me explain this to you. Uh, and I'm going to explain this in the terms of a relationship. Suppose there's a relationship between um, a, a married couple, and uh, the the guy or the girl decides that they want to spend t- more time with Somebody else other than their spouse so the girl maybe decides to spend more time with another guy or the guy decides to spend more time with another girl as they do this their love for their spouse begins to decline slowly and their love for this other person begins to increase and the more they do things like they kiss or they hold hands so they go to to a nice walk in the park you know maybe a nice sunset watch walk along the beach something very romantic Maybe, you know, not adultery, but, you know, they do something nice. Those works are getting in the way of their relationship with their spouse. And so one of the purposes for our good works is that our good works help our relationship with Jesus. As we do bad works, those bad works get in the way of our relationship with Jesus. And so as I do more bad things, the relationship between me and Jesus becomes strained. Uh, maybe I will love him less. Uh, maybe I'll stop loving him at all. And so our works don't have to do with our salvation in the sense of uh of the reason for our salvation. We're saved 100% by what Jesus has done, by his love for us, by his death on the cross for us, by faith in him. But when we do good works, we are uh, stopping uh, the bad works from interfering with our relationship with Jesus. So if we spend more time doing bad works and we interfere with our relationship with jesus it may be that um i just may not want to be have a relationship with jesus it may be that i may not decide i may decide i don't really don't want to be saved there's going to be lots of people who are not saved who are not saved because they did not want to be saved and so if i choose not to be saved god is not going to save me but that can happen that choosing could happen because I spend more time with my other girlfriend or my other boyfriend instead of with Jesus. I spend more time doing other things that make me fall less in love with Jesus. And the more I do that, the less in love of, with Jesus I, I will be. And so good works are important in our relationship with Jesus, not for salvation. There's nothing I can do to be saved. I am 100% saved by faith in Jesus and what Jesus has done for me. But my good works help me want to have a relationship with Jesus. So I hope I was able to to explain part of the reasons why I think, uh, or at least one of the purposes for our good works. Uh, The second question for discussion is, Paul writes, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. And here's a question. What power works in us? And how should this power be made manifest in our lives so how does that this power works in us the power that God wants to work with us is his power his holy spirit uh the power that he gives us through his love and so uh the power of love of Uh, Well, that he gives us, creates that love in us for us to love others. And that's how I believe it should be manifested in our lives. If we have God's power working in us, we will show love to others. We will want to help others. We will want to do good towards others. We will want to give others the benefit of the doubt. We will want to uh, not talk bad about others. All these things that Ephesians talked about we will all those things we will want to do because we love others and that love is manifested in our lives and that love comes from the power of God working in our hearts the power that God has changing our hearts from the inside out and once again this this goes along with with works works are something that comes from the outside and and we we, we try to to, to m- make sure that I, I'm living this this in a certain way. And so if I focus on works, I end up you know doing things wrong. But if I focus on my relationship with God, that will change my heart from the inside and I will uh, I will manifest that change, that power that works in me through my love towards God and towards others. And so that that's what I believe, uh, is, is a good answer to, to this question. You may have a, a good answer as well for, for question one and question two, and it'd be a good idea for you to share what you think when, uh, when you have this discussion class tomorrow. Uh, well, we're at the end of our, of our lesson, lesson 14. We're at the end of our Bible study guide on Ephesians. So let's go ahead and, and have a prayer as, as we finish this Bible study guide. Our loving Heavenly Father, we learn so much from Ephesians. Lord, we ask you to help us put this into practice. Help us to surrender to you, to completely help us to follow you in everything you want us to do. Help us to treat others with love. We want that power working in us, your power working in us, that changes us from the inside out and helps us have that love that flows out to everyone and help us to Love everyone and demonstrate that love. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Preparation day. Help us to be ready for your Sabbath as it comes this evening. We ask you to uh, help us to stay close to you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for being with us. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow. We are starting a brand new Bible study guide. It's called God's Mission, My Mission. It's going to be a fantastic Bible study guide. Join us tomorrow as we start that. Thank you for being with us and God bless you.